This is the Handmade Brooklyn Podcast, episode number five. Handmade Brooklyn Business Lifestyles Tips to Succeed HandmadeBrooklyn.com Hey guys, welcome to the Handmade Brooklyn Podcast. This is Megan, and I'm here today to help you with outsourcing and paying yourself. Those are going to be the two things that we talk about today, and I think they're really important subjects, especially if you're starting a new business or even just trying to make your business a little more successful. Um, so today, first, I want to say, so like I said, it's episode five, and I'm really excited because that means that we're pushing this out to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and SoundCloud. Now, you might be wondering why I waited till episode five to get this done. And I learned this from Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, that it's best to wait until you have about three to five episodes so that people can begin binge listening to you, which I hope you'll do someday for my podcast. But even if this is just your first time checking me out, I'm so glad you're here. And I hope that we will have more episodes together where you are learning and I am able to learn from you too. So let's get right into it. Uh, Like I said, today's episode is about paying yourself and outsourcing or delegating. And I don't necessarily mean, you know, taking your jobs and outsourcing them to India or something like that, but more about delegating and working smarter for your business. But first, let's get to paying yourself, which I think is probably the most important thing. Business 101 advice is to pay yourself first. Why do people say that? Well, it gets you in the habit of earning an income from your business and learning to keep regular expenses. So if you're just starting out your business, you know, everything is kind of new and exciting and all of the things that you don't really think about that you need to start tracking like your expenses. And when I started, I used Google spreadsheets and just an Excel spreadsheet to talk about money in, money coming out. And I think that's fine, honestly, if you're just starting out and if you are able to do your taxes yourself, I don't really think that you need to get any kind of fancy schmancy software. I think that you need to get that when you're uh, dealing with more income or more expenses, and it starts getting different from, you know, uh, what is the phrase I'm thinking of? You, where money, um, your accounts receivable is not all of your cash in. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Like if you have a net 30 client or someone that won't pay you for 30 days, technically you still have that money. It's just not in your bank account yet. Ugh, I'm getting off on a tangent. Anyways, so also when you're moving from a sole proprietorship to a corporation, if that's what you decide to do with your business, the government expects the CEO, the owner, or the president, whatever you want to call yourself, to receive a quote, reasonable, end quote, salary from business. So when you get bigger and you want to incorporate, you're going to need to start paying yourself a reasonable salary, whatever that is, that's totally up to you and up to your finances. A problem that a lot of people have, I think, myself included when I first got started, is that I think a lot of us, you know, real talk here, we feel guilty about taking money 
from the business when it could go to I don't know, advertising or that money could go to supplies or that money could go to you know, paying off debt, whatever you've got accruing in your business. It's the wrong way to think about it. You deserve to be paid for your work. If you were working for someone else and they said, I know that we said we would pay you, but instead we're going to take that money and put it towards more advertising. You would just, you'd flip out and rightfully so. So you need to get into the mindset that you're working hard. You need to be paid for it and you deserve to be paid for it. You've earned it. And I know that <laughs> when I first started, I heard these things like, oh, you have to pay yourself first before anything else. And I was like, well, duh, that sounds nice, but that's easier said than done. What if there is no money? You know, I've got 20 bucks in my business bank account. There's, I mean, what am I supposed to do with 20 bucks? It doesn't help me. It doesn't help the business. So you've got to start figuring out how you're going to take money off the top. Every sale is receivable. So you don't have to start with a full salary, but you do have to start. So when you start thinking about every sale is a receivable, you can start finding where you're going to be paid. When I started, I would take a percentage of every wholesale order. I took 25% of every wholesale order. And I also took $2 from every retail sale. So my smallest product, hmm, my smallest product that isn't on sale right now are my lip creams and they're $7 each. So for every lip cream, I get $2 off of that, or I did, I got $2 off of that. And so there were $5 left for the business. Some of that went to taxes right away. Some of it went to, you know, putting back into the business and recouping costs, but I still got paid. There are ways to pay yourself even if you don't have any money. It doesn't have to be every day. You don't have to get a regular paycheck, but you do need to learn how to pay yourself. And if you're still thinking, well, Megan, yeah, okay, whatever. I still don't want to take that money. Or, Megan, I don't really think that I have the ability to pay myself. I don't think I have enough profit. First, it's not profit. It's your salary. Your salary is an expense. You need to take it. But it comes back to pricing your products correctly and counting all of your overhead. Now, I'm actually working on, I hope by the time this is live that I can release it, so keep your fingers crossed, but I am working on a releasing my pricing formula spreadsheet. It's the same pricing formula spreadsheet I've used for my businesses. I talked about in the last episode that you know I had to sit down, kind of have a come to Jesus about the way I was pricing things and I had to rework everything to make sure that it was priced for my business to grow. And now I'm trying to tweak it a little bit and rework it so that it works for more people. It's going to be in beta launch soon. So if you check the show notes for this, I'm really hoping that by the time I launch this, it'll be available. I think it should be. It's almost done. So keep your eye on that. Now, I know we've talked about some kind of hairy stuff here especially when it comes to taking money, preciously needed money, out of your business to pay yourself. But there's another way to think about paying yourself, and that is rethinking what you should be paid for. 
Now, I assume you started your own gig because dollars for hours wasn't working for you. If you never heard that phrase, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, dollars for hours just means that for every hour, you are getting paid X. So if you work 40 hours a week, you get 40 times X. Does that make sense? So the good thing about it is, obviously, you're able to calculate how much you should be getting paid, you know, plus or minus taxes, whatever other deductions you have. The bad thing is your payment or your pay is directly related to how many hours you work. So you are always stuck working hours and trading it for money. Entrepreneurs that you'll hear when they hit their growth phases, um, they know that in the beginning they're going to be working really hard and really long. But the goal for a lot of entrepreneurs is to start trading dollars for projects. So instead of working on an hourly rate, you're working on a per project rate. Now what I mean by that is that you get things done and you don't really get paid, you know, 40 times X. You get paid per project. And the good thing about that, actually, that doesn't really make sense. Let me start again. You know what, I'm gonna keep that in there. I'm gonna keep it real. The goal for a lot of entrepreneurs is to trade freedom. They want their time. Time is the most valuable asset we have, right? There's no guarantees about tomorrow. You have to learn to start thinking about your time as very valuable. And you need to start thinking about how much your time is worth. So, so why waste time in your business when you could be working on your business? That's a pretty well, uh, that's a pretty often used phrase, you know, working on your business instead of in your business. What that means is you should be, as the business owner, you should be working on things that are high level. So product development, um, partnerships, things that are really going to help grow your business. As the business owner, you really shouldn't be doing the menial tasks, the everyday tasks, the things that you could just pay somebody to do. Obviously, like I said in the last episode, I really struggle with that too. It's really hard to get out of the mindset of, I can just do it. It'll take me less time. I know how to do it. I'll just do it. I, I don't have time to train somebody else. And that's really not the way to run a business. It's really difficult to break yourself out of the company that way. And whatever your end goal is, if it's to sell your business, if it's to pass it on to your kids, if it's whatever kind of end goal you have in mind, you can't run the business forever. You're just, you can't. And you need to think about how your business can live on without you, even if you sell it, even if you die, even if you decide you just don't want to do it anymore, even if you retire, the business hopefully will go on without you. And so by delegating out these tasks, these menial tasks, it just, it systematizes the business and it, so that you are not working a job, you are developing a business. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Leave a comment on the show notes if you need me to explain it. Um, I've had a lot of coffee, so, you know, I'm kind of all over the place today. Now, like I said, this is one thing I really struggle with and I know how it feels to just say, I can do it. I'm just going to do it. Well, just get 
get it over with. Let me get it over with. Lately, I've begun to really focus on stop doing this. Like I said, I've been, I do this with the birch box order, but I really, I'm hoping that this is the last time that I ever do this, that I ever do things myself that I really don't need to be doing. I have a virtual assistant. Her name's Jahansi. She's amazing. She, oh, she's so incredible. And she helps me do the things that I, you know, I could have time to do if I really wanted to, but I don't want to do them. I mostly give her research tasks to do. Things like, um, I had her research a bunch of stores. Right now she's doing things for Handmade Brooklyn, and she's going to be doing research for uh, goals I have for next year. And I could do the research myself, but I know that I cannot do everything. It, it does not make sense for me to spend time filling orders and doing design and doing product development and also doing research. Two people could do these things at the same time and it would take half the time. I know that you're saying, okay, well, you have a virtual assistant. That's great. Whatever. I don't have any money to do that. I'm just still trying to pay myself. I totally get it. But like I said, you've got to start thinking about how valuable your time is as the business owner. It can save you money to delegate. Now, it's a little more high-level thinking than dollars in, dollars out. Especially if you're not paying yourself regularly for your time. But you have to think about how much your time is worth. So say that you feel your time is worth $20 an hour. If you can find someone to do your tasks that need to be done for less than that, then you're saving yourself money. So if you believe your time is worth $20 an hour and you find a virtual assistant that could do the same work 80% as well as you for 15 an hour, you just saved yourself five bucks. Do you see where I'm going with that? But there's a pitfall to this, and that is if you delegate, you have to let go. Micromanaging is going to cost you more money. It's going to drive you bananas. When you delegate, one thing you really have to do is make sure that you are clear with what you want. I, <laughs> my first task for Jahansi was I sent her a research uh, request. I told her I wanted to, her to research and sent me a report back on how to sell on Etsy. How to succeed on selling on Etsy, I think. It's something like that. And it was just a trial. It was to see how we meshed. Oh, that's another thing. You should always give them a small task to test first, just so you can feel about who's vibing with you and how you are doing as an administrator. Anyways, so I sent her this request that I wanted an, a report from her on how to succeed on Etsy. She sent me back this really generic report about things like 
make sure your product pictures are clear and just really basic stuff that was not even specifically related to Etsy. Now that's not her fault. That is totally my fault. What I should have said to her is, Jahansi, here are, here's my goal. I want to increase my sales on Etsy. Etsy is this website. Here are maybe five or 10 stores on Etsy that are successful. I want you to find out what are the best methods to increase my retail sales on Etsy. I need to get this tackled down. I need to get this knocked down to a T. I can't expect her to be in my head. Do you know what I mean? You can't assume anything when you're delegating. It may feel weird to, you know, like on Reddit, there's that explain like I'm five subreddit. It's totally like that. You have been not saying that Jahansi or your VA is dumb. They are incredibly talented, and incredibly <laughs> smart people. But the more that you, the more information you give them, the better chance they have to get what you want done. So that first task that I gave her was kind of a bomb. And like I said, that was totally my fault. The second task I gave her, what was that? Oh, I wanted her to find me 200. No, I made a list of about 200 free resources for entrepreneurs. And I sent her the list and I said, Hansi, I want you to take this list of 200. Here are the categories I want it in. So social media or customers or graphic design, stuff like that. I want you to put it into these categories. I want you to put each one, each thing into a category. I want you to put the website and I want you to put a description of what this item is. Here is an example twitter.com or twitter it goes into social media twitter.com and twitter is a social media device or social media website that allows you to connect with people for 140 characters so once she got that and she got the example she sent me back a list of 10 to make sure she was on the right track she was and then we proceeded that saved me so much time. I She got it done and I would say three days and it was just perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. I was able to work on my business. I was able to start working on new projects and all the while she's in the background doing this task for me which I was able to turn into a PDF. So do you see what I mean? It's not taking money out of your out of your business to delegate. It's saving you money and it's saving you time so that you can work on things that really matter. Now, I hope you got a lot of info from this and I hope it helps you change your mindset on how you should be treating the money that's coming into your business. But since this is the first one on iTunes, I am so excited. We're going to try something new. Today, the day it launches, 2 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to jump on Periscope and we're going to do a question and answer session. I will be there to answer any questions you have about the podcast, any questions you have about outsourcing or paying yourself, 
anything you want to know, come on over to Periscope. I'll put it in the show notes link along with my username. I think it's Handmade BK. I think that's what it is. But I'll double check and put it in show notes for you. And then we can jump on Periscope. We can talk all about it. But also, if you miss it, if you miss the Periscope chat, leave a comment on the show notes page. I'll be happy to help you out and answer any questions I can. Until then, thank you so much for listening. I hope it's helpful for you. And I'll talk to you next time.